Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. The Flesh Mecha Battalion, written by 33-4P3. In any other circumstance, the Zakan might have stopped to look at the lush canopy of gleaming leaves. He might have relished in the occasional snatches of bright sunlight and clear blue skies that found their way through the thicket of trees, vines, and fawns. His biologist heart would have rejoiced, but right now, all of his natural beauties were the same to him. Green, 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 and uh, even more green. His heart bounded as he ran, slowing only to push himself through the underbrush that formed a firm wall in his path. Where was the shuttle? His heart pounded in unity, blood rushing through his limbs as he gasped for air. Behind him, he could see only forest. No hint of creatures that had hunted him so far. Breathing as small sigh of relief, he glanced up at his compass. Just another few hundred meters. Then he could shut the doors behind him and leave this dreaded planet behind. He let himself fall onto the floor. His body was worn down as his mind. Why did this happen to him? Never in his entire life had he regretted ever becoming a biologist. Exploring new planets, pushing himself to the limit, whether they would have been traversing the deadlands of the Hayu, or piercing the glare of the sun in his neck, or driving through the large subterranean caverns of Thoral, just a small fadium in his driving suit away from a cold grave. Yes, even when walking across the volcanic hellscape that was Tevis, he had done it all with a smile on his face. But this... He looked at the leaves above him, gently rustling as the wind brushed through them, his heartbeat slowing. This was hell. They had entered the forest as a group of six. Three had died on the spot, and a loud growling from all around them had been their only warning. In just a second, they had been killed, despite their suits. Even the military-grade equipment caved like paper. The sickening crash of impact as their heads collided with the soldier's chestplate as he was flung back. The splintering of glass as the atmospheric controls cracked under the pressure, ensuring that, uh, should he have survived, his nervous system being pulverized by some miracle, death would soon take him nonetheless. His dear mate screaming at him to run. Did she make it? She had never been as nimble as him. He pushed those unpleasant thoughts to the back of his mind. A new mission. She had given him a new mission. He needed to make it to the ship. The council had to know of the horrors that lurked on this planet. Every muscle had his body aching. He pushed himself. His lungs burned. Somewhere during his run, he must have broken his atmosphere controls himself. As he looked into the direction of the shuttle, his mind became clear. Escape. Lock the doors. Send for help. He had to survive. He let the words of his mate run through his mind over and over again. 
It was because of that that he didn't notice the low growling from all around him until it was too late. No response from Sector C, sir. Damn it! Pushing a mound of papers from his desk, the old general cursed in frustration. For the last few weeks, they had done nothing but trade bodies with the creatures that seemed to rule the forest. For every few they picked off from afar, a group of theirs was jumped and decimated in an instant. It had gotten so bad that each group was required to confirm their status every five minutes, or be presumed dead. As he calmly dismissed the man, trying to regain the composure he had lost, he was left alone inside his room again, watching the map of the forest in real time, seeing his troops move and occasionally break up and vanish. Of course, the council have taken notice of the disappearances of an entire exploration crew. Thus, they had been dispatched with the expectation to swiftly take care of the problem. But this, this was nothing but an embarrassment for the entire expeditionary fleet. Uneven ground, dense trees, low visibility and high sensor clutter. No room for armored vehicles and a few men in advance gear they had sent out either got tangled up in the bushes and vines, sunken knee-deep into the mud, or had the floor crumble beneath them, sending them into the nest of some alien rodent. It was hell. He had half a mind just to put a torch to the entire forest, but still... The maniacal grin was carved into his face. This was what the expeditionary fleet was all about. This was how he had been forged, each expedition chipping away at him like a block of wood in the hands of a sculptor, until he had been transformed into a man that he was now. Still gnawing teeth, razor-sharp claws they could have dealt with, nature hadn't gifted them a thick shell for nothing, but ramming... Blunt trauma had always been the most insidious form of combat, and now there seemed to be a whole forest for the creatures who seemed to have specialized in it. He remembered when a tree had crashed into him during one of the first campaigns. The confusion, the dizziness, he couldn't tell up from down, and it took weeks to recover. If only he had a central nervous system... The light flashed behind his eyes as he crackled a devious glee. Centralized nervous system, why didn't he think of that earlier? Watching the proceedings on the map, their lines oscillating on their forces were stretched thin. He couldn't contain his mirth. If his gamble paid off, they'd have the entire forest in a week. Humans, he muttered to himself as he started writing a dispatch to the high command. Why don't we give the council's newest toy a spin? Sir, I cannot help but object to this. One of his advisors said to him as they watched the sky for the approaching transports. He didn't even look away for a second as he responded to his subordinate. Consider your concerns acknowledged and ignored. Sir, they're still being uplifted. They're backward savages. Poor man, he was practically shaking in his boots. How did weaklings like him ever manage to make it into the expeditionary fleet? I guess some of it didn't get cowardice wrung out of them by training. Shut it. The tingling of anticipation filled his limbs as he spotted the black spacecraft of the horizon, flames licking as it snout as it descended into the atmosphere. It seemed that the humans were eager to appease the council. They'd spent a good amount of resources just cutting down trees to make a landing spot for the transport vessels. Apparently, 
They weren't content with just sending a few squadrons. They were sending an army. His eyes glimmered, mirroring the coat of flame and the approaching ship war as they licked at the nano-coated steel. This insanity was the reason he had joined up, and it was what had made him one of the best. Let's see what the humans are really made of. In the corner of his eyes, he could see the advisor squirm uncomfortably in reaction to his words. Soon, the ships slowed, their thrusters still high above them in the sky, still powerful enough to warm their skin. The closer they came to the ground, the more they let the power drop. Still, they couldn't avoid singeing deep lines into the forest below them while they approached. It took only a minute, but was an approach worthy of an expeditionary fleet. The troops watched as the doors to the ship with anticipation. Seconds passed, though they felt more like minutes. None of them had ever seen a real human before, after all. The humans hadn't developed a method for cheap space travel yet. The council was helping them, but their high gravity made things difficult, apparently. The old man smirked, though that high gravity also meant that they had extremely dense bones. Finally, the doors opened, hissing as the planet's atmosphere was sucked into the ship, giving the groups on the ground pause. The nitrogen-rich atmosphere inside the ship, everyone in it would suffocate. Murmuring started the troops to help their positions. Was there some technical error? Was everyone on the ship going to die? As if to assuage the fears, heavy steps could be heard from inside, coming closer. Rubber soles squeaking on metal. The first of them approached. They were hunched creatures, about their size, no scales or shells on their limbs, not even a thick, leathery hide. But the thing that gave the troop the most pause was their lack of breathing gear. The human smiled at them as it stepped out into the open, rolled its shoulders and straightened himself. Beautiful weather today, isn't it? They weren't haunched. They just didn't fit the ship. One by one, they poured out of the ships, some not just as having to hunch down, but also having to crawl to put through the holes in one of the biggest transport ships. The shortest of them was still taller than them by at least two heads, the tallest Goliath among them by five. Below their shirts, their muscles could be seen bulging with every breath they took of the suffocating atmosphere. They even seemed to, um, enjoy the air. As the troop curiously beheld each other, he made a decision. The first man who'd walked out into the open was standing a bit off to the side of the gathered human troops. He seemed to be their leader. As the human noticed him approaching, he greeted him with a gesture of his people. But the human wasn't the only one who had been reading up, so he, in turn, extended a hand, making the human break out into a smile as he shook it. The Flash Mecha Battalion reports, sir. We still have no official name, so we chose it ourselves. The man grinned maniacally. You have five hundred of Earth's craziest motherfreckers at your service, sir. He couldn't help but laugh out loud as he saw his own eyes reflected in his, both sharing the same glint of madness. Oh, they would fit in. End of story. Story number two. How to Negotiate with Terrorists, written by British Tea Company. Approximately two days ago, 14 Terran children were kidnapped by alien sources. Apparently, the kidnappers actually had very little in the way with the Terran activities and only sought for ransom money. 
a hefty amount at that, in the hopes that their war-torn country would be given the resources necessary to rebuild. For the lives of 14 Terran Cups, the kidnappers wanted roughly the equivalent of $135.8 trillion in today's units. This was a pittance to the budget of the Terran government, but it was quite the hefty amount for 14 families or even an entire planet was concerned. Terran government made a counteroffer at the site where evidence of the ransom was to be picked up. There was instead a folder containing a paper notes. One of them was a hefty packet about a few dozen pages long, compiling a long list of names. Roughly, anyone who shared DNA of the kidnappers and addendum had noted that this was Volume 1. The second note was a rather graphic image of the severed head. Despite the heavy mutilations present, it was more than clear to the entire gang that the severed head actually belonged to the contact who had supplied them with the information for the kidnapping. No trace of him, save for his photo, ever surfaced. Approximately two hours later, an unregistered vessel dropped off 14 lost children in the streets of Naomi City in Nikolai 4. They were quickly found by the authorities and reunited with their families. This incident was officially documented in the recesses of the Federal Security Bureau as uh, How to Negotiate with Terrorists. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.